Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Detectives arrested 28-year-old Brian Christopher Kohlberger in Albrightsville, Pennsylvania on a warrant for murder of Ethan, Zena, Madison, and Kaylee. Nearly seven weeks after Kaylee Gonsalves, Maddie Mogan, Zana Kernodal, and Ethan Chapin were found murdered in a home near the University of Idaho campus, an arrest is made. I'm Anjanette Levy, and welcome to Law & Crime's Sidebar Podcast. Uh, we have a special breaking news edition of the podcast for you today. The man who is under arrest is Brian Koberger. He is charged with four counts of first-degree murder and felony burglary for entering the King Road home back in the early morning hours of November 13th and murdering Kaylee Gonsalves, Maddie Mogan, Zana Kernodal, and Ethan Chapin. Koberger is a 28-year-old PhD student at Washington State University in Pullman, Washington. And that's really just a short distance away from Moscow, Idaho, where the murders occurred. It's about a 10-mile drive, 15 minutes to get there. He was getting his PhD in criminal justice and criminology. Koberger was arrested earlier Friday morning at his home in Pennsylvania and booked into the Monroe County Jail. He is being held without bail. And joining me to discuss this development is retired Houston homicide detective extraordinaire Phil Waters and retired FBI agent Bobby Chacon. Phil and Bobby, welcome to Sidebar. Thanks to both of you for coming on. Uh, Phil, I'll, yeah, Phil, I'll start with you. Uh, your thoughts? Well, I'd have to tell you, first of all, kudos to the Moscow Police Department, those detectives, the chief, the state police, and the um, FBI guys, and all the people that help process that evidence that's brought us to this day. This is the day we've all been looking forward so forward to. So I would say first kudos to those folks. Bobby, I'm thinking the FBI was involved in this arrest. There was some reporting out there that they've been tracking this guy for several days. Briefly, your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, first of all, it was great police work, lightning fast for a homicide, quadruple homicide investigation of this complexity. I mean, a lot of people on the internet were, were chiding the police for moving slow. They didn't move slow. This was an amazingly fast investigation and they got their man as i, I kind of thought they would 
I, I think that, you know, they, they, my, my reading is that they've been tracking him for a couple of days, probably likely trying to get a DNA sample, you know, like we saw in the Golden State Killer case where they followed D'Angelo around for a few days to try to get some item that he touched or he drank from, from his trash or from something else and match the DNA profile that they had. They did that extensive crime scene in, in that house. That took time to get all those blood samples separated and then develop a DNA profile. And now that I think they have it because, you know, part of this is a, a DNA genetic match to some of the material in the house. So now if you have him in that house, you have his DNA in or around the victims, I think, uh, you know, they've got their man. Search warrants are being executed at both the apartment where Koberger lived in Pullman, Washington, and at the home where he was arrested in Pennsylvania. So the white Hyundai Elantra was a clue. It was something that really seemed to break this investigation wide open. The police chief today was asked whether or not, A, they had found the white Elantra, and B, the murder weapon. Briefly, this is what he had to say. So we are still looking for um, all pieces of evidence, um, but we are still looking for the, the weapon. Um, and I will say that uh, we have found an Elatra. Bobby, I asked Moscow PD point blank yesterday on Thursday, did you find the white Elantra? And I got the same canned response that they were making progress. But we know that the arrest paperwork was filed under seal in Lataw County on Thursday. Did you think that the white Hyundai Elantra here was key? And what is the possibility of recovering the murder weapon? Well, first, I think the, the Elantra was key. And you, you kind of got that feeling when they were really saying people in this car have vital information. You know, they, they really wanted this car. It wasn't just a couple of different vehicles. It was one very specific vehicle. They saw it on video. There weren't many other cars in the area moving around that night. So I think they really, really knew that they, that was a crucial piece. And I think they probably have the Elantra. He probably drove it back to Pennsylvania. Unfortunately, I think that long drive from Idaho to Pennsylvania, he had ample opportunity to ditch that murder weapon, which is probably a large knife in any number of places. And that's a thousands of miles of roadway. There's probably lots of bodies of water. I ran the FBI dive team for a number of years. You know, a lot of people like to ditch things over bridges and water. It could be anywhere. Unless he gives them some kind of indication of where he deposited that murder weapon, or unless he made a really amateur mistake in, in putting it somewhere where they'll find it, it's going to be difficult. But that's not crucial. I don't think they need particularly the murder weapon in this case to get a conviction. Phil, there was a post on Reddit that some people found uh, where Brian Koberger, when he was getting his master's, was soliciting people on Reddit, criminals and things, to talk about their thoughts and feelings, things like that. It appears this is a legitimate post and his Reddit account has now been suspended. Your thoughts on somebody who is a criminology and criminal justice PhD and with this creepy survey on Reddit, being accused of these crimes. Well, this is all going to be part of a huge, big pu uh, psychological puzzle for this guy. I don't know when uh, I was investigating homicide that we would do a psychological profile or a psychological autopsy on the person that was our suspect. And uh, this is all going to be part of a huge puzzle for this for this character. I think it's interesting that he's got this background in criminal justice and so forth and so on. So you wonder if maybe the answers will come out is that a lot of this was just a progression of events that he wanted to see if he could get away with a crime like this. And he became fascinated with the, uh, the workings and the mechanics of this type of an event. It's kind of a strange and looking at the guy's picture into his eyes. I mean, I, I've looked into the, the eyes of evil before, and I, I've got to say that just the picture appears to me that he's kind of above it all at this point. He's not remorseful in any way. 
he's a little bit arrogant, as a matter of fact, and he's uh, he's kind of waiting to uh, see that now. Okay, the story is out. Let's see what these what these police officers do. And to what Bobby was talking about, you know, they're doing the the due diligence. They're executing search warrants at his apartment in Pullman, and they're I'm assuming they're going to execute a search warrant at the parents' house in Pennsylvania on the vehicle itself, and they'll be executing search warrants on the cell phone if they got one. I don't. I agree with Bobby. I don't know that it's important necessarily in the string of evidence to get the murder weapon. It would be nice icing on the cake, but uh, he may be one of these guys that uh, he may have kept it as a trophy. So we'll just have to see uh, see how that plays out. When police announced uh, the arrest at a press conference on Friday afternoon, they were notoriously tight-lipped. I felt like they almost wanted to tell us, but they say that they can't. And they've played everything close to the vest the entire time. They've been very tight-lipped, which led to a lot of complaints. Let's listen to Latah County Prosecutor Bill Thompson talk about the next steps in this case and why he says they can't tell us anything right now. There is a pending case now in court, and... I and my office and the investigators have to live with the restrictions that our Supreme Court places on pretrial publicity. That said, I promise you we will share with you through the court process or otherwise whatever we are allowed to. I just appreciate your patience on that. The uh, factual basis for the charges are summarized in what's called a probable cause affidavit that is on file with the court. According to the rules of the Idaho Supreme Court, that is sealed until Mr. Kohlberger is physically back in Latah County and has been served with the Idaho arrest warrant. At that time, we expect that that affidavit will be available to you so you can share the true facts with all of your readers and your watchers and your listeners uh, and all the people who are interested and really need to know what's going on. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. A gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bobby, the, the prosecutor, Bill Thompson, said we can't release the complaint in the affidavit until this guy is back in Idaho, until Brian Koberger has been extradited and he's served with the paperwork. So it's been very frustrating for everybody to not have that information, but it seems like to me that they're dotting all the I's and crossing all of the T's. 
Yeah, and I'm sure you're right that they want to tell us what they've had because they've worked really hard in this case and they've done a really great job. And they've been nothing but, uh, you know, chided on the Internet by amateur sleuths who think they can do it better and they, they, the police are making all these mistakes, which which is ridiculous. And so I think they want to come out and show the, the fruits of their labors. They're very, very intense labors over the past six weeks. And I think that, you know, and they have, they'll have every right to be lauded and applauded for the work that they've done. Because like I said, this is a lightning fast investigation in a quadruple homicide with a very complex crime scene. So I think they want to say it. They want it to come out. Um, but as the prosecutor said, everybody's got to hold the reins. Um, we will not get every answer when that affidavit is unsealed. It's, it's a very a minimal document. They just put enough in there to meet the probable cause threshold. So I think that there'll be still more questions, but that'll come out in the pretrial hearings and ultimately at the trial if he does go to trial. And Phil, I'm wondering if that probable cause affidavit, Bobby is saying he thinks there's just enough in there to get over the probable cause hurdle, but I've seen some affidavits where they were pretty lengthy and laid out a lot of detail. Well, Bobby is, is correct. That's all an affidavit is. It's probable cause. Now, sometimes the case itself will determine the amount of probable cause, but the, the prosecution is not going to divulge all of their evidence in a probable cause affidavit. They're going to be keeping that back, and they just want enough in there to do that. Now, there may be a little bit more in this affidavit than than normal because of the circumstances, but for them to hold back whatever they're holding back, of course they want to tell us. However, look, the whole point now is that we have a successful prosecution, and the death penalty case, death penalty is on the table in this case. These prosecutors are not going to do anything that's going to compromise the ultimate outcome of this successful outcome of this prosecution. Brian Koberger is being held in the Monroe County Jail in Pennsylvania awaiting extradition. There's a hearing on January 3rd about that. And he, as I said, is being held without bond four counts of first degree murder. And I speak, I think, for all of us when I say our thoughts and prayers are with the families of the victims at this time, because this has to be a relief for them, but also it won't bring their loved ones back, sadly. Bobby and Phil, thank you so much for being on. Thank you. Happy New Year, Angela. Happy New Year. And that's it for this edition of Law & Crime Sidebar Podcast. It is produced by Sam Goldberg and Michael Dininger. Bobby Zoki is our YouTube manager. Alyssa Fisher handles our bookings. And Kiara Bronson does our social media. You can download and listen to Sidebar on Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And of course, you can always watch it on Law & Crime's YouTube channel. I'm Anjanette Levy, and we will see you next time.